Good morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome to the Bloody Disgusting Network. The following show is just horrifying. Beware. Carry on and plan the sequel, cause let's face it, baby, these days you gotta have a sequel. Ah! And welcome back to Microqueers. It's your whenever we feel like doing these <laughs> specialty queers, sometimes short films, sometimes other things. Uh yeah, I'm Joe. I'm Trace, and we are doing a web series this week, everyone. We are discussing the mm-hmm. first two episodes of Here TV's new queer supernatural horror comedy show, Demon Hunter, and that's Demon Hunter without an E at the end. So it's like, um, oh, it's like Grinder. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the light bulb just went off. No, but we have a bit of a connection to this, Joe, because this is written and directed and created by a former guest of the show, Tim O'Leary, who listeners may recognize from our episode on Cursed way back in 2019. Yeah, absolutely. It's exciting to see that this passion project, which I feel like he maybe even teased when he was guesting, is actually now seeing the light of day. Because we had that conversation about cock socks, and I think he was mm-hmm. doing that, like that was for this show. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because folks, uh, if you are looking for some full frontal, welcome to Demon Hunter, because you get to see Dick in both of the episodes we've watched. And there will be a total of five episodes that are released weekly, so of course we are dropping this on the day episode two drops, so if you haven't checked it out, go to Here TV and check it out. Um, mm-hmm. But it was so funny, because watching these, I was like, what did he use the cock socks for? Because the cocks are just out. <laughs> I don't know. In the two episodes that we've seen, neither one of our protagonists, the titular demon hunters, have actually drop trow in the full front away i feel like it's been special guest star so i'm not sure if he's going to protect the modesty of our heroes it's been ghosts so yeah I mean, everyone the basic premise of this show of course we have our two demon hunters and that's daniel played by edmund trong and jeremy played by tamario fletcher and mm-hmm. based on the first two episodes it just seems like just it seems like they're going to be going from house to house to i mean essentially doing the ghostbusters thing right because <laughs> oh my god you make it sound sorry i interrupted you oh no i was just no i said because there are more than a couple ghostbusters references in this Hmm. yeah sorry i i laughed and started to interject because you said they're going house to house and i just thought like oh what would mormon ghostbusters look like hi we're oh ringing God. your doorbell <laughs> we're here to save your lo- we're here to save your religion but also do you have ghosts <laughs> and as we said at the beginning of this is a queer horror show so daniel is clearly a queer man jeremy is as of episode two maybe not uh yeah i feel like this is one of those shows where everybody's sexuality is going to be kind of fluid because yeah. we're also introduced to their benefactor as of the end of episode two natalia who is played by chantelle yasmine abadira mm-hmm. and she talks about her ex-girlfriend but like everybody's giving off like sexual fluid vibes and i kind of dig it i do too but let's go into these episodes i want to offer i don't know maybe not a disclaimer really but you know it is on here tv they are kind of known for their lower budget queer inclusive programming 
you can see the low budget on screen with these and so it's probably gonna make it or break it for you but i think if you walk in knowing that you might be more receptive of the content you're getting yeah, I feel like this is one of these recurring things that we see when we've been doing microqueers, and we haven't really covered any web series before on the show, but mm. a lot of these have, like the passion projects, they have a smaller budget, but they are doing what they can. And if you can, I don't want to say forgive it, because that makes it sound like you have to accommodate it or appease the fact right. that they don't have the money but like obviously if you go in saying oh i'm looking for special effects on par with marvel films you will be disappointed i think here there's opportunities where you think if the show had more money this would probably play better or it would look a little bit better but you also have to take the show where it's at yeah i'm i think i'm a little bit lower on my opinion of this which sounds really harsh I don't mind. Like, it, it, yes, like the ghosts are like you know they, they have their ghosts with powdery faces and like black mm -hmm. eye socket makeup. Like whatever. I thought that's pretty yeah. cool. It, it it has kind of a you know a DIY feel to it, which I I do yeah. appreciate. For me, a lot of my issues with this, I think, I think come with the editing. Because as I said at the top of this episode, this is a horror comedy, and there are jokes yes. aplenty. Mm -hmm. For me, the editing is a bit. It needs to be tighter. And I'm not saying that in the sense of like, oh, we need to cut something out. Well, sorry, we need to cut something out, but we don't have to cut a whole scene out. Mm -hmm. It's this thing where when a joke is completed, it's almost like it doesn't cut fast enough to the next yeah. shot. So we have like an extra beat where it almost seems like some of these characters are waiting for laughter. Mm. And it kills any like momentum of jokes for me. So while not all the jokes work in general for me, the ones that would for me, you're killed a little bit in the editing process because we just have that extra beat. And I feel like for a lot of these, if we lost the extra beat, this would make it a bit more um, lively and effective. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can definitely see what you mean because there's there were a couple of times where you could see the punchline and then it was like, pause, and then we cut and we got a reaction shot. Mm -hmm. There were a couple of times where I did think the comedy was actually really working, though. Like in the first episode, they get called to a client's house and they ask this individual, hey, how did you hear from us? And we cut to this Instagram ad that they have filmed. And Jeremy is very kind of like casual and he's very convincing. And Daniel looks extremely uncomfortable. And as they're filming, the boom mic keeps dropping into frame. And you're mm -hmm. just like, oh my God, it's such a low budget. Like the ad that is in the show is so low budget and they're trying to cover up as though they are professionals. And I just thought that that was like an inspired bit of comedy because they're not professionals at advertising themselves. They're demon hunters. Well, and I appreciate, I mean, they literally call out, because this is obviously a, an homage to the ad in Ghostbusters and they literally call it out when they're like, so don't bother with the overpriced Ghostbusters. Mm -hmm. Again, it's kind of hit or miss for me. Like, like there, there's a part in the first episode where um, Daniel says, you're buying the first round of drinks after this. And Jeremy goes, mm -hmm deal and then he walks away and then we just have this beat and then he goes jokes on you like i have any money and i was like ooh, thud but but what did work for me is in episode two and this is a bit of dramatic irony is when natalia is like oh you see a ghost behind me is it a rotting corpse with maggots in his eyes and blah 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 and you mm -hmm. have daniel just sitting there going uh-huh but it's like this naked man yeah yeah, I appreciate what you're saying that some of this is hit and miss. Maybe it's just that I was feeling a bit more generous because I could definitely see O'Leary trying to capture 
not mm-hmm. just a web series like this is very serialized the cases are bleeding from one into the next but also it's giving me season one buffy vibes like when the show is made on a bit of a shoestring you can see things are maybe being held up with a bit of tape and a lot of love but yeah. i actually thought especially the lead performances by trun and fletcher mm-hmm. I actually thought that Fletcher was stronger in the first episode and then Trung gets moments to shine in the second episode. I thought the same thing. (laughs) Yeah, which was weird because I was like, oh, one of these guys is way better than the other. But then they flip flop and not on the show, sadly, maybe in the future. (laughs) But I like I like the camaraderie. I can see it coming together. It's one of those things where I almost wish I could jump to a hypothetical second season or maybe we need to jump to episode three through five. But Mm -hmm. you can feel things coming together. So even if some of the production stuff doesn't quite always land, these are likable performers and I'm enjoying the characters and I kind of want to see where it's going next. Well, but and, and the characters themselves are just horny men because <laughs> apparently uh, the, the, the shtick is this, this is a screwball comedy thing where it's like every time they encounter a spirit or a ghost, they wound, wind up fucking it in some shape, way, or form. <laughs> yes, yes. And this is where said nudity comes in. So uh, there's a lot of just sexual encounters. And I think, again, that plays into some of the fun sexual fluidity. Like there's yeah. a, a joke in the second episode when they go to help Natalia. She is a burgeoning witch and they realize, okay, in order to get this ghost who basically bothers you by edging you inevitably, like <laughs> you, which again, funny premise right there from the top. So Natalia has to go and get this crystal for the boys so that they can amplify their power because they're being blocked. And she goes to get the crystal mm-hmm. and then she stops because we can't see it but she does all the motions and the facial expressions of being fingered and they're like oh okay well we'll come in we'll help you and then they walk into radius and then they both start to simulate having their crotches getting massaged it's such a ridiculous silly thing because they're also very far apart and one of the jokes is i guess this ghost has really long arms (laughs) and i just thought okay this is dumb and silly Yes, and I agree. I, I I almost wish it was dumber and sillier because, I, again, one of the jokes during this is when we, again, it's this gay man who's like, oh, that's what female pleasure looks like. Again, I, I get it, you know, because this whole thing where, oh, gay men are so grossed up by vaginas. We don't understand female anatomy, blah, 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 blah. No, but that was Jeremy who makes that joke. So that's the straight man who doesn't know what female oh. pleasure looks like. Oh, fuck. Okay, well, you know what? Never mind. It's funnier now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I mean, like, in terms of, like, where this is going, because do you think it's going to be more episodic, where it's like, yeah, we are just doing a, because, yeah, the way episode two ends is we have Natalia just strong-arming her way into being their manager and giving them a, a check with a supposedly obscene amount of money. Mm-hmm. So do you think we're just going to be doing, like, oh, a different house, a different ghost every episode? I think it's entirely possible. There's enough serialization, though, that makes me think we could be building up to some kind of big bad or all of the ghosts are related. From what we've seen across the two episodes, that is relatively episodic. And it's a bit of an unusual creative choice because in this day and age, so much of what we do is binge. And I recognize mm-hmm. that this is coming out weekly. So in a way, the episodic does make sense. What I imagine is going to happen is that people are probably going to wait until the fifth week. They're going to get that here package deal for like, I don't know, some trial fee. And then they will just watch all five of these episodes in one go. Because 
they're so short, right? We haven't really said they're about 13 yeah. to 15 minutes long. So really, we're talking about a feature length film by the end of the five episodes. Yeah, very true. And I will say in terms of like using the budget. So of course, in the first episode, we have that fight scene. Um, but what happens is we don't really get to see the end of it because it just cuts mm-hmm. to black. And so the fight finishes off screen. And so that's where it's like, okay, you can see, well, don't have the budget to show this big grand climax, which right. is remedied in the second episode because it's a conversation. And I actually think that is more effective because they can spend that budget elsewhere. Then, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why I kind of felt like the second episode was a little bit better because you didn't have to suspend your disbelief quite as much. Mm-hmm. You know, I definitely want to give praise because this is a web series that's trying to do fight choreography on par with the pros. It's not bad. We start off with actors and then we move to what I think are stunt performers in makeup. And then <laughs> we have a fight scene with those individuals and they obviously know what they're doing and it's fine it's entertaining but i think in the second episode where we're not seeing that and it's more like a battle of will and words and it's leaning into the comedy more i actually do think the series is more successful because it doesn't have to try to stretch the budget in that way yeah, no, I, I agree with you 100%. So again, in that respect, I'm interested to see how it's divvied up in these remaining episodes. And again, I'm well, I'm assuming that a lot of these ghosts are going to have um, issues of a sexual nature to them <laughs> because the show is very <laughs> sex positive and very uh, sex heavy. Yes. So on that on that level, I really appreciate it. And again, like getting this male nudity in here, I think, I mean, it's not uncommon on here TV because they do a lot of like independent queer stuff. But um, right. it was refreshing to see a, a big old dick on, on my computer screen when I was watching this. Honestly, and we knew about this going in because Tim O'Leary has been very candid about saying like, this is about demons, it's campy, it's silly, it's, you know, gonna be very sex positive, it's got a lot of queer people, it's got a lot of BIPOC people, and also, yes, you will be seeing Dick. And it's like, yeah, it is delivering all of that, but I will say I'm still so unused to seeing male nudity, like, Characters are having full conversations with the dick out. And I'm just like, whoa, I am not used to this. (laughs) I think, too, because I'm used to seeing, again, I'm not saying that we don't get this all the time, but I I feel like a lot of times it's a prosthetic, too. Mm. Because a lot of times when we get uh, nudity in not even mainstream films, even some independent films, it's, oh, the penis is, like, obscenely large or it's obscenely small. (laughs) Like, I I was watching Sex Education Season 3 this week, which is a Netflix show, and we get one of the characters' dicks, which is just, like, a horse cock. And I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. like, sure. Okay. So, yeah, it is refreshing to have, like, literally au naturel nudity here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's refreshing and it's good. Like, it it normalizes the male penis, which is (laughs) (laughs) amusing for us to say because hypothetically we see them all the time and yet we don't see them on our screens. I was like, you say that, but you're like, I had a reaction to seeing a penis on my screen, which I mean, haha, everyone, you have the joke, I'm having a horny reaction, but it's a mental reaction where you're like, oh, oh shit, that's Mm -hmm. a penis. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And it's not porn. (laughs) No. Well, okay, everyone. Well, let us know what you thought of these first two episodes of Demon Hunter. And if you're going to be checking out the rest of the season, again, one a week for the next three Fridays. And yeah, I think on that note, we can cross out Demon Hunter. Yes, and cross out Micro Queers. (laughs) 